so much trouble It's not my fault, all this I got so lost my friends, I lost my baby That is looking right, only today Want to change, he want And I saw the cuckoo in the tribal light to feel Welcome back, Crack fans. As always, I'm your host, Dalton Thieneman. Excited to get back on the podcast and bring the coverage you deserve. I know Alex Gruskin was holding down the fort all summer, but um, today we have TCU commit and uh, recent Kalamazoo gold ball winner Jensen Brooksby on the pod. Jensen, thanks for coming on, man. No problem. Always love coming on. So I know, uh, you know, we were talking about this right before, but uh, you're you're now back in Sacramento, right? Yep. Um, so, you know, I, I'm sure it's been a whirlwind of a 24 hours or so, but just give us some insight into your first thoughts after uh, winning the third against Brandon. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's an amazing feeling, you know, after, you know, all the hard work you put in the whole week and obviously the reward coming out of it, you know, going to the U.S. Open. So it's, you know, it's an unbelievable feeling and I'm totally pumped to play the U.S. Open. So give us some insight. I know you were the four seed. Uh, you know, you're a veteran of Kalamazoo at this point. But what, um, what were your, um, you know, what was your confidence level going into the tournament from a conditioning perspective and then when you saw the draws come out? Yeah, I mean, my confidence level was high beforehand. Like, I mean, I hadn't played many junior tournaments before, so I knew that I wouldn't be seated, you know, maybe it's higher than I was. But I, my confidence was high and, and obviously, you know, like guys like Kipton and Danny Thomas and Brandon are good players, but uh, I had high confidence that I could win the tournament. Yeah. Um, so just, you know, going through the draw here, um, I've also got some questions at Cracked Rackets. We've got a Slack channel. So when I when everyone found out that we were getting you on the podcast, there were four or five questions there too as well. But um, okay. so, so you, uh, you know, it looks like you steamrolled through the tournament for the most part. I mean, obviously you had Tyler Zink um, in the fifth round. So take us through uh, playing Tyler Zink, the 12th seed there. Okay, yeah. Um, he was – I had played him in doubles actually the day before and lost. So I could – saw I played a little bit. But I knew he'd be a tough match as well. I mean, his, his game was pretty good. And um, when he started out, he had – you know, multiple break points against me, and I was able to get a break in the first, and then, you know, go after the second third. But he was a good player for sure. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, um, I think it was probably about an hour or so after, maybe two hours after you got off the court. There, uh, Kipson goes down against you know Kevin Zhu, and that was the big talk of the tournament. Like you mentioned, uh, yeah. Danny Thomas or Thomas and Patrick Kipson were the the two front runners. No one else was even looking at any other players. But uh, what were your thoughts when you heard that he went down? I mean, I was totally shocked. I mean, I thought both of them, you know, would at least make you know semis if not farther. So I was shocked, and I saw Kipson at three match points too. So I was, you know, surprised by the upsets. But uh, you know, take it one match at a time. But yeah, I was for sure surprised when I heard they both lost in the round of sixteen. <laughs> for, for sure, sure. yeah mean, oh yeah like everyone else yeah yeah i mean ever, all the talking heads in tennis i mean even colette lewis uh was and i know you had the chance to um sit down with her as well but i think yeah. everybody w- was very shocked that uh not only one of the top seeds but both uh went down in that fashion but so t- 
you know, fast forwarding to the quarterfinals, you play Jacob Bullard and, yeah. you know, three and one again. I mean, were you just striking the ball well, seeing it great, moving well? Uh, take us through that one. Yeah, I mean, um, first couple rounds, I didn't feel like I was playing as well with the conditions I was getting adjusted to it. But starting with, uh, I'd say, third round, I was I was playing well with the conditions. And against Bullard, I, like, you know, he broke first, but I was, you know, I, I was, I felt like I was serving well, hitting the ball well throughout the whole match. So my, I felt like my play got better and better each round. Yeah. Um, and so I know, uh, you know, we mentioned this, we were lucky to have you on last year. And you oh, yeah. and you are a product of, and I th- I feel like you've aged like ten years since then. Like you you know you got the the deep yeah, deep a voice taller, and yeah. a lot taller too, and and you look like you've yeah. put on some muscle as well. But I uh, want to give a shout out to uh, Joseph Gilbert and JMG Tennis Academy as well. I know this is their second Kalamazoo winner, so that's a big deal. So did, was was yeah. J- was he there with you? He was, yeah, he was there the whole week, yeah. So just like when Colin won it at that age too, he was, uh, he's he's always a Kalamazoo, so oh, yeah. me on. <laughs> uh, so what was he telling you throughout the week from a uh, mental approach standpoint? Yeah, just you know, obviously, you know, you have the reward at the end of the term, but just you know, just take it, you know, round by round, obviously, and just you know, focus on your own game and you know, discipline your each point throughout each match. Yeah, yeah. So you know, going into Drew Baird. The semi, yeah. the semifinal matchup that you expected to see Kipson in, and you know he, Kevin Zhu beats Kipson, shocks the world, if you will. <laughs> but I suppose, yeah. yeah, and then Drew, yeah, did, yeah. yeah, I mean that was that was a you know, but because he won it last year, so you know everyone would think that. But yeah, yeah. So, but then you know Drew Baird takes out Kevin Zhu. I think it was six two in the third, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, and saved like five match points. Yeah, yeah saved five match points as well. Um, but so you you are playing him in the semi, and again you know six one six zero. You're just dumb. I mean it. D- d- yeah, I rolled that one. Sure. Yeah, that was, uh, he he had played like multiple three setters in a row, and it kind of seemed like early on he was a little bit uh, you know maybe tired mentally or something. But I just you know stuck with it each game, you know, and just was able to get roll through that one somewhat. So so at what point did you you know see the you know him being tired and not moving as well as he probably usually would. I mean, was it like first game kind of thing or was it mid first set? It was after a few, few games or so. Like, cause he broke me when I was up too well. So I'd probably say until like, you know, four one or something like that. When I could see it, he was kind of, you know, a little bit mentally tired. Yeah. So you obviously hopped on that opportunity and, uh, yeah, so I'm sure that set you up well, and obviously it did because we see the results. But uh, yeah, it was a shorter match. Yeah, too, going, yeah. going to a, a best set of uh, five setter in the yeah. final, um, I mean, you put yourself in great position there. But I know, uh, again, go check out the uh, Cracked Rackets article, our article on Jensen winning the Easter Bowl. Um, and I know, you know, I think we talked about this briefly, but you haven't been playing much USTA, so you're a wild card getting into that one, and you end up, yep. you know, taking the whole thing. So before we get to Brandon in the final, uh, tell us about winning that one, and I think you even beat Brandon in that as well. Uh, so just take yeah. it away there. Yeah, I mean, I, I had a lot of confidence on the Easter Bowl as well. Like, I knew I'd be, you know, need a wild card and unseated, but that was, you know, because I hadn't played junior, so I was, you know, confident I could take that from the first match as well, and I, 
you know, Brandon in the quarters and, you know, CM semis, Tristan finals. I mean, every match was tough, but I, I, my confidence was high and I was playing well there as well. So that was, that was a big tournament for me, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, and that's, you know, that is not a small tournament by any means. If, if, you yeah, know, for all the, for, tough, yeah. yeah, I mean, for, for, yeah. for all the tennis enthusiasts that are, are surely listening, uh, the Easter Bowl is known as the Super Bowl of junior tennis. I mean, it's, it is a massive, massive deal. And I mean, the fact that you took that one too, I mean, you've had a heck of a year, man. Yeah, that comes in. Yeah, I've had my two good junior tournaments so far. That, that was two very good tournaments. Yeah. <laughs> um, so give us, give us some insight. I know you've been playing some futures tournament this summer too. How did that translate to your success this year? I mean, seeing professional players and seeing grown men on on the futures tour did that just uh, help you out immensely in these two tournaments? Yeah, it does help mentally a lot when you you know play the the higher levels at you know the adult levels and the pro level, and then going down to the juniors, it just you know gives you more confidence, I believe. Yeah, so it's just yeah, just that. So. And then physically too, I mean, you know, but it's just, you can see the discipline that, you know, each point in the higher levels and it teaches you how to do that more or less in every match. So yeah, um, it's mostly mental. and I mean, we, we just interviewed JJ Wolf, uh, at, uh, we're actually at the Western Southern here this week, yeah. uh, covering Cincinnati. So go check out our coverage on our social media platforms, the website, and then obviously we'll be covered on the podcast as well. But uh, we talked, I think it was uh, Saturday night. We wrapped up at like 1230. He ended up pulling a shocker off uh, against this, you know, number 67 guy in the world in front yeah. of a hometown crowd. And he talked about the intensity every single point. Um, yeah. So, I mean, is that what you're you're alluding to there? I mean, it's a whole nother level of focus, right? I mean, it is. Yeah. I mean, obviously I haven't played it, you know, that high of a level yet, but it's, it is very intense at every point, you know, in those type of matches. So it's, yeah, it's tougher for sure. So, uh, you know, fast forwarding to the final against Brandon, and obviously yeah. he's had an incredible junior career thus far. I know he's, you know, even sponsored by Lacoste kind of thing and, and won the 16s last year. But what, yeah. take us through the first set. You ended up winning six four, got a break there, but take us through the first set and kind of the feelings and emotions running through your head. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't actually as nervous as I had expected to be before the final. I mean, I, had, you know, it was my third year at Kalamazoo, my second final, so I was a little bit more comfortable, you know, with the crowd and you know the atmosphere and just you know the you know pressure in your own mind. And I was, uh, he I mean, he started out pretty strong, you know, held a good game, and then I uh, had. I had to save multiple break points in the first set. Like almost every game, I was in a tough place on my serve, but I was able to, you know, stay with it and have some, you know, big serves. And I was able to, once I got the break at one, I was able to hold serve throughout in that set. So that was big. Nice. Um, so you, you take the first, uh, yeah. and then the second one's even easier. I feel like this is like the whole theme of the tournament. <laughs> uh, you know, you, yeah. get, you get it through the first, you win 6-4, and then 6-3 in the second. So were you just feeling it? Yeah, I mean, I um, it was the start of that set, set was a little bit tighter too, like just like the first set. But once I uh, I did get broken once in that set, but I was able to rebound from that. And then I was like in the middle of that set on, I was I was playing well for sure. I was you know I was, I was feeling good, and I was able to uh, hold and then break at five three also to get the double break in that set. 
the the audience i mean were, were you looking around at all where you're like wow like this is uh, you know cool to be in this stage again because obviously you've been there before and, and uh yeah. but at any point in the match or were you just so focused you weren't even thinking about that I mean, at the start, especially, I was, you know, I, was, I could see that, and I was looking around at it. But you know, once after a few games, you know, I wasn't really focused on it anymore, just the match, really. But it's still uh, obviously, you know, really motivating to have, you know, like the crowd and stuff. But I wasn't really focused on it after a couple of games. Yeah. Um, so I mean, we'll wrap up here. But you win six one in the third, so it was six four, six three, six one. You take the gold ball and. A dream comes true of yours, and I know we talked about this on the last podcast, even. But yeah. uh, you, you know, you're gonna make your Grand Slam debut at the U.S. Open in ten days, man. Is that just crazy? I know it's amazing. I mean, you know, that's what you know. You always dream of it. You know, since you're little, you know, playing the U.S. Open, so it's it's ex- extremely exciting. And you know, I'm gonna be training hard these next couple weeks and do my best. Awesome. Well, one more question here. Um, Actually, we've got two. So the first is uh, just expectations for Flushing Meadows, expectations for the U.S. Open in general. What, uh, what, it, like, just in, like the experience. What I mean, what are you expecting? Yeah, I mean, I'm expecting you know just to get you know comfortable with the, the huge atmosphere you know of the U.S. Open and you know just the training and you know match atmosphere and just how they train you know the pros and. I mean, I'm obviously, you know, win a match, you know, plus more would be amazing, but I'm not really focused on any specific result, really. Sure. Hey, and there's no pressure on me. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you're going to be able to exactly. play play loose and just, you know, strike it and just go after it, man. See what you can do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so when are you getting out there? Like, what are the preparations the next 10 days? Like, Oh, I don't know when I'm leaving yet, but it'll probably be around, like, next Wednesday. Like okay. the 23rd or something around that date, but I'm not sure yet. But I'll go a couple of days early for sure, just to obviously, you know, get used to the courts and the crowd and, you know, just train on those courts over there. And have you been out to the U.S. Open before as a, as a fan? Uh, not as a fan. I, I went in the camp there once in the 12s, but it's been a long time. Wow. Well, you're going to get reacquainted yeah. really soon. <laughs> yeah, I will, yeah. Totally looking forward to it. Yeah. So I I would be remiss if I didn't give a shout out to Coach uh, David Roditi at TCU, and obviously you committed yep. there. Um, so just want a, a quick you know comment from you about Coach Roditi, and um, you know w- just looking forward to getting on TCU's campus and expectations going into next year. Yeah, I mean you know David and, and Devin Bowen, you know are. You know, great coaches at TCU. I, you know, I love that about them. And you know, they're just so focused. You know, on specifics on each player. You know, and I just love the school overall. And uh, they've been, they were there at Kalamazoo as well. You know, helping and you know cheering on. And I'm really looking forward to getting there as well. You know, start at TCU. So they've been a great help as well. Yeah. So. I, you know, I'm, sure. I'm sure Coach Rodi, he's got, you know, the Cameron Nori ties and he had an elite level professional career himself. We had him on the podcast like six months ago. Uh, and actually, yeah. actually, you know, my little brother Presley Thieneman had the opportunity to meet him a couple times this past week at Kalamazoo, too. But um, does this change your trajectory, your mindset for pros? I know that was obviously always the end game, but. Uh, does it change, you know, stay a year, see how it goes, and then head out kind of like a Kipson, or uh, what are your thoughts there? 
I mean, yeah, I just, you know, I just feel like whenever I'm, you know, ready to go pro, I'd leave, whether, you know, that's a year or longer. But, I mean, uh, all, this next year, I'll, I'll be playing a lot of futures and pro tournaments as well to see, you know, where my, my ranking can be. And then we'll, but, but it just depends on how well I'm doing, really, when, yeah. I, when I choose to, you know, go pro. Sure. Well, you're in great hands, man. That uh, I'm so pumped for you. I know we were talking last year, and I knew big things were on the way yeah. anyway. But just, yeah, really excited for you. Uh, so congrats and best of luck out there at the U.S. Open. And, and shout out to JMG Tennis Academy, like I said, in Sacramento. Uh, Coach Gilbert, you know, you got a lot of people that have, have really helped you out, but you've put in the work. So uh, well done, Jensen. And um, last thing, my fiance listened to our podcast previously, and okay. she is a ma- massive, massive Beethoven fan. <laughs> oh, yeah? Huh. Uh, so she wanted to know if you, um, you know, what's your favorite, you know, Beethoven piece and you know, I know, I think it was uh, Beethoven's Piano Concerto Number no. Five. That's her favorite. But um, is that the yeah, same? Yeah, I mean, I haven't played as much Beethoven lately, but uh, I, I've played you know multiple different concertos and stuff. But I, I just love you know all the songs. Really playing you know by playing piano with it, and even listening to it. It's just, it's just awesome song for him for sure. But I, I don't really have a specific favorite from him really. But they're all good. <laughs> Uh, well, hey, Jensen, thanks again. One last thing. Can you say uh, thanks for listening to the Cracked Interviews podcast for our fans? Yeah, thank you so much for listening in, guys, and thanks so much for Cracked for Cracked Podcast for having me in. Love it. All right, thanks, Jensen. Best of luck, man. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Later, Jensen. The final thing is that now I'm not a prince of anything Go they gonna kill anyone I feel so powerful They trip at you and read your skin of everything is confusing You will be good but you will be more You will be good but you will be more